0: Hello, and welcome back to the Barefoot Books Podcast. This week, we'll hear the well loved story of Cinderella, adapted for opera by Italian composer Gioacchino Rossini and read by actress Miranda Richardson. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete stories from the opera collection. La Rentola, from the opera by Giacchino Rossini. Clorinda and Tisby preened themselves in front of a large mirror. Did these flowers make them look pretty? Did they look smart in that hat? Ah, but weren't they both beautiful? A lonely prince searched for a bride, sang their young stepsister, Cenerentola, prodding the logs into flame as she made the coffee. But who of three sisters could he choose? He left the pretty one and he left the smart one, He wanted the one who was kind. Shut up, Chenarentala, yelled Clorinda. Yes, shut up, echoed Tisby as a loud knock sounded on the door. See who's there. Still humming, Chenarentala obeyed. An old man stood outside, looking tired, hungry and very cold. Come in, said Chenerentula. her heart melting. I'll get you some coffee. No, you won't, screeched Clorinda. It's our coffee, added Tisby. Generalentola poured extra coffee into the cup and handed it to the beggar. It was as if she had broken the law. Clorinda and Tisby fell on her, kicking and slapping. The beggar, who was really Alidoro, advisor to Prince Ramiro, could not believe his eyes. Stop it! he commanded sharply, just as a stream of grandly-dressed people trooped in. We're here to tell Don Magnifico and his daughters that Prince Ramiro is coming to invite you to his country home, where he will choose a bride. How kind, cooed Clorinda and Tisby, pretending to be shy. How exciting. But when the courtiers left, it was a different story. Their smiles turned to scowls and their voices turned shrill as they yelled instructions at Chennarentula. Fetch this, carry that, Loose my shoes, comb my hair, mend this, sew that, and hurry with the other. That's not fair, grumbled Chennarentula. What about me? I'm invited too. Besides, I'm not a slave. Why should I do all the fetching and carrying? But Clorinda and Tisby would not listen. They were too busy arguing and bossing her about. And the sound of their quarreling awakened their father, who stumbled in, furious, still in his pyjamas. Clarinda and Tisby giggled. They knew Don Magnifico would stop being angry the moment he heard what the noise was about. Stop laughing and listen to my dream, he insisted. I saw this donkey, and suddenly it grew feathers and wings and soared up to the steeple. The bells chimed out marvelously, and then he stopped, scowling, and then you woke me up. The bells in my dream mean joy in my home, he went on, brightening up. The feathers stand for you, my daughters. The flying means great honour, and I expect I am that fabulous donkey. So the dream means my daughters will be queens and I'll have royal grandchildren. Well, <laughs> you just might be Twittered Clorinda and Tisby, telling him about Ramiro's invitation. The prince is coming to fetch us to his country palace. Don Magnifico sat down with a thump. This could change everything, he said, looking around at the collapsing walls. I could restore this castle and start living well again. Now go on, make the best of yourselves. Then he looked down at his own clothes and hurriedly rushed out after his daughter's to get dressed. A few moments later, when Prince of Ramiro walked into the room, disguised as his own assistant Dandini, he found the room empty. Ramiro did not want to get married at all, but his father, the king, had died suddenly, insisting that Ramiro could not be king unless he married. There was a lonely prince, trilled Cenerentola. She sailed into the room and came face to face with Ramiro. Goodness, had her song come true? My heart's thumping, she gasped. Why, demanded Ramiro. Am I a demon? No, but I wasn't expecting to find anyone here. Who are you? I'm Dandini, Prince Ramiro's assistant fibbed Romero thinking how beautiful she was I've come to fetch Don Magnifico's daughters are you one of them yes I am stuttered Chenarentula well actually I'm not that is I'm sort of oh I can't explain Chenarentula screeched Clorinda and Tisby from upstairs I'm coming replied Chenarentula sorry to leave the young man Why was such a pretty, delicate girl dressed so shabbily, wondered Ramiro, making up his mind to find out. Any moment now, his assistant, Dandini, would come in, disguised as the prince, and Ramiro could stand back to watch what everyone was really like. Then he would learn about the girl. And here came Dandini, followed by the courtiers. And there the baron and his daughter stood, ready to greet them. Clorinda and Tisby were so busy staring at the prince who was really Dandini, but they did not even spot Alidoro, who had returned in the prince's retinue. Oh, your highness, Dandini whispered to the prince. What a job you've given me. I've met dozens of women, but not one right for you. Welcome, your highness, said Clorinda, bowing low to Dandini. It's so kind of you to honor us, flattered Tisby, smiling sweetly. So good of you, added Don Magnifico. Do people always behave like this with royalty? Dandini whispered to Ramiro, between lavish comments to Don Magnifico and his daughters. But Ramiro was still thinking of Cennarintola. Where is she? He wondered. Why isn't she coming back? Dandini turned back to Don Magnifico and his daughters. My courtiers will accompany you to my country residence, and I will meet you there. Ramiro was disappointed. He had discovered nothing about Chenarentala. Before joining the others, he took a last hopeful look inside the house. And there, framed in the doorway, was Chenarentala. Don Magnifico saw her too. Fetch my cloak and walking stick, he ordered. Please let me come to the ball, begged Chenarentala, handing him his cane. Out of my sight, girl, barked Don Magnifico. Ramiro stood rooted to the spot in anger. Just for an hour, Chenerentila pleaded. Don Magnifico raised his stick. Stop, said Ramiro, gripping the baron's hand hard. I apologize for this kitchen maid, said Don Magnifico, bowing to Dandini. Is she really a kitchen maid? inquired Ramiro suspiciously. She is, That's what you'd like me to be, muttered Chenarentala. Don Magnifico rounded on her. Get out of here, you impudent little. Why must I always be stuck here cooking and cleaning, objected Chenarentala. Please let me come. She laid her hand on her stepfather's arm. Roughly, Don Magnifico shook it off and followed Dandini. One moment, said Alidoro, who had been quietly watching. According to my list, you have three daughters. The prince is entitled to meet all three. Don Magnifico shifted uneasily. The third one died, he blurted out. That's not what my register says, Alidoro challenged. I'm not dead, spluttered Cenarentula, shocked. But Don Magnifico was back beside her, coughing loudly to drown her words. You soon will be he hissed menacingly as the royal party swept out. Alidoro waited until everyone had gone. Then he spoke comfortingly to Chenarentala. Get a smile on your face, daughter, and stop worrying. Chenarentala smiled through her tears. It's nice to be called daughter, she murmured. My stepfather would rather die than call me that. That's his loss, said Alidoro gently. Now, don't worry about a thing. Back in the palace... Everyone was having fun except Ramiro. He could not get Cianarantola out of his mind. Clorinda and Tisby bowed and scraped to Dandini while Don Magnifico showed off his great knowledge of wine. Go and inspect the cellar, said Dandini, hoping to get rid of him. If you're still standing after 13 glasses, you can be a royal wine master. Don Magnifico was jubilant. Wine master, to the palace. That would put an end to his money problems. So down he went into the cellar to try his luck. At last, Ramiro managed to get a quiet moment with Dandini. What are they like, he asked. Alidoro favors the youngest. Oh, Alidoro, scoffed Dandini, who had secretly fallen in love with Cenerentola himself. (sighs) What does he know? Clorinda and Tisby were just about to claim Dandini's attention again when they noticed he was staring at someone else. Like all the others in the room, he was looking at the door. As the party watched, a veiled woman entered the room accompanied by Alidoro. Ramiro's heart leapt. Clorinda and Tisby looked cross and jealous. The courtiers moved forward full of curiosity. If everyone was already so enchanted by this stranger, how would they react when she removed her veil? I don't want wealth and glory, said the veiled woman in a musical voice. I want my husband's respect and kindness. Ramiro thought he knew the voice. It was the girl from Don Magnifico's castle. Dandini floated forward, dazed, begging the stranger to remove her veil. Clorinda and Tisby hissed spitefully to each other that you would be nowhere near as lovely as either of them. The mysterious woman removed her veil and looked shyly at Ramiro. Instantly, he knew her. Alidoro chuckled to himself, satisfied. His job was done. Ramiro had found a perfect bride. Dinner is served, announced Don Magnifico, bustling in. But the smug grin died on his lips. He stared at Cenerentola. Alidoro watched as he rushed over to his daughters and they whispered together in panic. Could this be Cenerentola? Surely not. Cenerentola did not own a single decent gown. Besides, she was scruffy and hadn't the grace to carry off a gown like this. All through dinner, the courtiers whispered and wondered about the mysterious visitor. I wonder who she is. Ramiro can't take his eyes off her. Neither can Dandini. He's forgetting he's only a prince for one night. At last, the meal was over, and Ramiro slipped out onto the balcony to think quietly on his own. He had only been there a moment when Cennarentula came in, followed by Dandini. Swiftly, Ramiro hid behind a pillar. He had to know for sure if Cennarentula loved him, Ramiro, and not just the title of prince. Dandini fell to his knees before Cennarantula. I love you, he announced. Don't say that, retorted Cennarantula, stepping back. Why? Dandini looked hurt and surprised. I'm sorry, relented Cennarantula, but I love your assistant. Ramiro stepped out from behind the pillar. Don't you want to marry a rich prince, he asked. No, replied Cennarantula firmly. I'd prefer a kind man. Who loves me? Then you'll marry me? Chenarentala handed Ramiro a bracelet. You will recognize me by the twin to this bracelet. If you still want me when you find me, I'll marry you. The next moment she was gone, leaving Ramiro to puzzle over her words. Dandini slipped back into the reception hall. Have you chosen one of my daughters? Asked the baron, ambling over. What do you expect from your daughter's husband? Asked Dandini. Well, hedged Don Magnifico, just the usual things, a palace for a home, horse-drawn carriages, riches and jewels, fabulous delicacies to eat, you know, the sort of thing. I have none of those things, confessed Dandini. He knew the baron would soon discover who he was, so he decided to tell him that he was not Prince Ramiro at all, but his assistant in disguise. Well, Don Magnifico was furious. Ramiro has made a fool of me, he spluttered. I demand an explanation. I am a baron. I'll give you a baron, snapped Dandini, snatching up a stick and waving it at Don Magnifico. He's crazy enough to use that thought the Baron, and he scurried off home, herding Clorinda and Tisby before him, all of them furious with the strange guest who looked so much like Chenarentala. When they got home, Chenarentala was sitting by the fire. Clorinda and Tisby glared at her. Could she really, truly be the mysterious visitor? Why are you staring at me? Chenarentala demanded. We met a witch, the baron snarled. She looks exactly like you. Ooh, <sighs> rasped Clorinda between gritted teeth. I'm so furious. Outside, a storm brewed up. Thunder roared and lightning flashed. Inside, the baron and his daughters raged at Chenarentala why are you so angry she asked but they just scolded and criticized oh if only the storm would drown dandini said the baron as the wind howled outside the door opened and dandini walked in as if he'd heard his name spoken the prince's coach has broken down he said we need shelter ramiro stepped forward I'm sorry about the deception, he began, but Don Magnifico interrupted him. If the prince is here, he thought, surely it is because he wants to marry Clarinda or Tisby. So he made Ramiro welcome. Chenarentala, he yelled, bring in the best chair for the prince. Chenarentala came in and placed the chair beside Dandini. That's the prince, you idiot, jeered Don Magnifico, pointing to Ramiro. Chenarentala froze. It can't be, she thought, startled. That's his assistant. Go back to the kitchen, commanded the Baron, seeing Ramiro's look. Let me see your hands, said Ramiro, calling her back. Chenerentula did as he asked, and there on her wrist was the other bracelet. You have no manners, Clorinda chided Chenarentala. What you need is a beating, fumed Tisby. One more word, warned Ramiro, and you will be punished. This is my future bride. Don Magnifico was astounded. How could the prince choose a kitchen maid above his daughters? For my sake, your highness, Chenarentala said, please forgive them. But Prince Ramiro was not at all sure. Look at them, he exclaimed. They're still calling you names. Still, Chenarentala insisted and at last she won over don magnifico clorinda and tisby with her kind words to make chenarentola happy ramiro forgave them then they all returned to the palace where everyone was delighted that the young couple were to be married and become the future king and queen That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com podcast to find special offers. Join our email list and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.